ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald. Good afternoon, this is Chickie Fitzgerald with the Game Changer Network, and we are going to change your game in a little different way today. We are going to talk about creating prosperity by resolving the root cause of a whole bunch of problems that plague companies and, and quite frankly, uh, the executives that run them. The book that we're going to be speaking about today is Master Your Inner Critic. And uh, I, I can sometimes see that little guy just sitting right on my shoulder. So I would like to welcome the author, Christopher Salem. Chris, welcome. Chickie, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I am so glad that you were available on, on short notice. That is always a, a good thing for us. I think we, we had someone else uh, who wasn't able to make it today, so thanks for stepping in. Chris, before we dive in and talk about this book, which, you know, again, I think that there are so many of us that, you know, we would be so much more successful if we just didn't listen to that little voice. And and I've had a, a week where I've got a 17-year-old son who this is his particular, uh, you know, personal plague of, of he just has that voice that's always telling him he's going to fail. And uh, so I've been really trying to encourage him. So I'm, I'm excited about this from, from that perspective and also for my team uh, as well. As, as you know, I'm building a new tech company, and we're at a really pivotal, very exciting place in the company. And uh, so let me hear about you. Well, I'm a, I'm a, a world-class speaker. I'm also a senior sales executive. So I've spent many years in the aviation and uh, travel industries in that particular role from a media perspective. I'm also a radio show host myself, award-winning author. And you've and got a, a much better radio voice than I do, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I, I guess I got into it. And I'm a, also a, um, a life and business strategist. So I'm a strong advocate in terms mm. of, of incorporating the right mindset into business and uh, your personal life. Oh, I just love that so much. And, you know, it, it's funny because one of the things uh, that is my observation about the business world, and I spent the first 20 years of my career in corporate life working for major companies, and, and then I spent another 10 years consulting to major corporations and you know have just really spent the last 10 years of my career focused on on building new things right being the entrepreneur that that uh, God actually created me to be but one of the things that again I keep using the word plague because I, it really is a plague is that people bring themselves to work and they bring themselves to work with all of their family history uh, all of their, you know, cultural history uh, and whatever argument they might have had with their kids or their wife or whatever it is, they bring that to work, right? And that can read as I'm not ready, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I need more training, I need more experience, I need a degree, I need, I need, I need, I need, right? Which means I don't have it, right? Correct. So you hit this head on that says you got to know who you are, right? And and so how do we get there? Uh, so I, I'd love for you to tell us how you 
decided to write this book because we, we have a lot of folks who listen to this show because we interview authors. Uh, maybe they've got a book hiding inside of them. So what made this book come out of you? Well, this is from personal experience. I always believe that the, you know, the best content that really you know, helps people to pivot and change when it comes from an author's personal experience. So it's not something that comes from theory or, you know, textbook, that this is actual experience. So in my case, you know, I grew up with a very strong worth ethic, having both a productive father and mother in, you know, two different type roles. But growing up, my father was not really present emotionally with me, meaning that if I was at baseball games, football games, or just doing typical, you know, father and son activities, my dad wasn't there. So my mom had to play the, the mom and dad role growing up. So when I was growing up, not really knowing it at the time, I required a lot of validation. I, you know, my self-confidence and image was very low, even though I was in great shape. I was, you know, considered myself to be a good-looking boy at that time and was very good at sports, and, but just didn't have a really good self-image of myself just because of that lack of direction of knowing, not knowing who I was. Right. And as a result of that experience, not knowing that at the time, I became very angry. So I knew I was very angry. And that anger persisted throughout my college and throughout my 20s. Now, because I had a good, strong worth ethic, that was able to kind of, you know, carry me through. And I, and I yeah, was and you channeled that, right. But... But everything else really was imploding around me. My relationships, not only with myself, but with, with my fiancé at the time, uh, with other people, I would choose unconsciously situations with bosses and business partners and colleagues that would reinforce the disappointment that my father had with me, and I would become angry all over again. So I would c continuously re you know, rehash this anger over and over and over again, being the victim. And as a result of that, it led to a lot of unhealthy behaviors. I uh, struggled with addiction uh, throughout my college and uh, 20s. And it wasn't that I was addicted to just alcohol or drugs or, you know, I was addicted just to many different things, but the real addiction was anger. And I was tied to that emotion. And that emotion was really causing my life to really spiral out of control. I was emotionally spiritually and physically bankrupt. And once I hit rock bottom, I began to look at some of the uh, steps of, from the 12 step program, as well as uh, adopted Eastern meditation and f found a process that I made into my own that I could heal myself to truly find out who I was and get to the root cause of where this anger came from. Now, I had a degree in purchase and materials management, aerospace engineering in college, so I studied the root cause analysis, so I was very right, familiar right. with it. And I began to look at it closely that, that the process is about eliminating bottlenecks in the manufacturing process. It really is no different in your personal life. Mm -hmm. And this could be applied to problems with your wellness, problems with your business, problems with uh, relationships with you know either coworkers, with your boss, with business partners, you name it. And as a result of that, I went through an extensive period of time where I began to find where the root cause was. And at that time, I didn't know it was my father. 
But I was able to, you know, accept that my father was who he was and realize that he had his own root cause. He didn't have that connection with his father, and he was simply repeating the same pattern that he experienced. And then I would be doing the same had I not gone through this process. As a result of that, I was able to forgive, release the the emotion of anger, and to adopt better habits, healthier habits, more productive habits, behaviors, and disciplines that allowed me to have major advances and sustainable success with my wellness, in my business, and with my relationships. And as a result of that, everything changes when you, when you, when you implement the right type of mindset with those behaviors, disciplines, and habits. Right, and that's right. what led to the book, and that's what led to where I'm at today. And this can be applied to companies at a macro level as well. Right. Well, it's a very, very powerful story, Chris, and thanks for your transparency and sharing all of that. Uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer uh, in, in transparency because, you know, quite often people are afraid to admit what their limitations are. And it's only when someone else is willing to step out and say those things that they can, and maybe they do it privately. Maybe you've done a you know public speaking and somebody will come up to you afterwards and said, oh my God, I went through that same exact thing, right? And I'm sure you've seen that over and over again. Yes. So let's, let's dive right into the book because, again, you've got seven very, very practical steps. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very intrigued with how you've worded the first one, which is actually confronting. And you use the word releasing the devil inside of you. Talk yeah. to me about that. So, again, you know, that, you know, you know, confronting and releasing, again, is, you know, having awareness that something is not working in your life, in business. You know, the, the, for some reason, you're, na- you're, you're playing small. You're not able to get to the next level. You're struggling maybe perhaps with your your personal and your business relationships uh, or you're, you're struggling something with your wellness. And your wellness is obviously has an impact on your business performance as well. So as a result of that, you're, you, you're aware. And then it's at that point you begin to accept where you're at and begin to, the process of meditation and journaling on a daily basis that is going to help you get to the root cause of that negative emotion or emotions that's tied to the source. The source is often uh, goes back to your childhood. It could be an authoritative figure like a, one of your parents or it could be a grandparent, it could be a, you know, a teacher, but more or less time it's usually a mother or father that is usually the person. And it doesn't have to be something traumatic. You know, like it doesn't have to require emotional, physical, and mental abuse on a very, you know, various levels. It could be something very subtle, you know, like, you know, where people don't even realize that there was anything wrong. I have many cases where I've seen that. But subconsciously, it triggers certain things that put it out to the universe to attract situations that will reinforce that feeling over and over and over again and keep you stagnant and stuck in the process. So that is the, you know, confronting and releasing is getting to the root cause right. and then releasing the negative emotion or emotions that are tied to it through forgiveness. Yes, and I, I've told this story before uh, on this show, but uh, years ago I went through a leadership class here in Tampa called Life Work Leadership, and it was a nine-month program or 10-month program where we met once a month for half a day. And all... 10 months, 
the night before or two nights before, I would have the same recurring dream of me going up on a chairlift, you know, probably somewhere in Colorado, and I'm looking down at the moguls beneath the chairlift, and there are businessmen in suits skiing down effortlessly, by the way, effortlessly they're skiing down the moguls. And first of all, I hate cold. I am not really very athletic. So, you know, uh, and the very first time I skied, I tore my my uh, my knee. So, you know, I don't have really great feelings about skiing to begin with. But I realized later on that this this dream, and, and again, it's funny that you mentioned journaling because one of the things through this class is they had us do a lot of journaling uh, as a part of the class. and And I wrote that dream down and it was like, you know, I mean, God just spoke to my heart because I'm, I'm, my, my universe has a name, so you'll forgive me that. Uh, oh, I know that into this. Faith, faith and universe. It, 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 I use universe to keep it neutral, but faith it can be Christian, whatever your religion is. Right, right. But, but anyway, God, God really spoke to me that day about the fact that I looked on every other company and every other leader of every other company as doing their job effortlessly, and I wasn't seeing the you know kind of their own demons that they were having to fight and that I needed to just understand who I was made to be. So I I've had a very very personal story about that. And again, I had a fabulous childhood. I was unconditionally loved and you know my parents uh, were together until the day that each of them died, you know. So uh but this confront and release the devil inside and, and I want to emphasize the last thing that you said which uh I, I want to make sure it didn't get lost in me jumping in and telling my story. But you talked about actually that moment of forgiveness. And, and sometimes you're having to forgive yourself, right? And and I had a spectacular yes. business failure, um, you know, eight or nine years ago. And it's so funny because one of the people I work with, she she keeps telling me, she said, Chicky, why do you even tell that story? Right, and it's because again, this this spirit of transparency and saying, you know, I, I got past that, and now here I am at this next great place. Right. So step number two is embracing change, which once yes. you have released that devil inside and you've recognized it, now you've got to operate differently, right? Absolutely. So you know, the, you know, when you resolve the problem, you know, you've come to terms, you've you you've accepted it, you for, you you forgave. Now you have to begin to start move towards your purpose and your uh, your why, and that's going to require you to embrace change. There's going to be a lot of change, and that's going to be you know a lot of people are going to be fearful of that. So, but in, you know nothing gets better in your life unless you change. And sometimes we have to face obstacles and challenges to get to where we want to be. So embracing the change is going to be the you know where you begin to look at adopting certain types of new habits that are going to set the groundwork for you for sustainable success. So I'll give you an example. I've been making my bed for 20 years. I wasn't in the military. I wasn't in the Army. And that's that's a, that's something that if you go to West Point, that's something that you have to master is making your bed, in, I mean, really neat. And it's not just because it's just making your bed. It's really what it does is it sets the mindset to become organized and yeah. – and, and when you're when you're working throughout the day, you begin to tackle each task and be laser focused to it before you move on to something else. So you're not easily distracted, especially in today's world. So that's where embracing change is, is adopting, you know, certain types of daily habits that are going to become routine 
could be making your bed. It could be something else that are going to help you build that foundation for other habits that will serve to your success. Right, right. And, you know, as you talk about releasing the devil and, and you know, again, recognizing it and then setting up maybe some new new patterns, right? And and I know for me, I'm just even thinking about this as you're talking. Uh, I mean, you use the bed analogy and, and, you know, I like to have the bed made. I make my bed because my husband goes to bed before I do generally because I work late at night. And I like for him to walk in and see it made, right? And if I, because I, when I walk out of my bedroom, I never go back in, right? And I'm, I'm thinking now about going back in, not only making it, but making that my t- my time to sit, because we have a very very peaceful setup that overlooks a lake in in our bedroom, and and just having some private time, maybe maybe doing some journaling about what I want to accomplish, right? And and so then the next thing though is still being able. To to recognize that that fear or whatever it is that's looming there, right, and stepping into it. So step three is stepping into your fear. What are the components of that, Chris? Well, the components of that fear, again, these are going to be things that, you know, people were creatures of habit, you know, and sometimes people will, you know, may not like where they're at, but we tend to be comfortably uncomfortable. And a lot of people live their life that way. But if you learn to be able to say, hey, this is how I want my life and business to be, and I know I'm going to have to adopt these types of habits, behaviors, and disciplines to get there as a comp- as components, that it's better to be now uncomfortably comfortable for a short period of time. And that's where stepping <laughs> into your fear, which would be right. the third step, comes into play. Right. You know, then th- the next one I, I think is a big one. Um, you know, we sometimes get so caught up in the busyness of business and the busyness of life that we kind of forget about the why. And and I was just having a conversation with one of my team this morning, and we've been doing a lot of work on our, our company, our new company branding and all of that. And I said, you know, we really have to step back to the why because my why doesn't have anything to do with our current product. It has to do with wanting to leave a legacy and, and wanting to innovate and wanting to change things for the better, right? So how does know your why fit into this mastering your inner critic? Well, I mean, think, you know, knowing your why is your true essence. It's it's who you are. It's why you do you know, why you do what you do. And it can either work either way. Sometimes when we're operating out of the false self, we're doing things that are really not who we are, but we do it because that's what we think we are. But when you're able to really tap in and you go through this process of resolving the root cause and be able to then step out to find the solution of where who you really are, sometimes you, you'll find that you may be doing, maybe you were doing something that you weren't meant to do. And this is why you see sometimes somebody that, that was a lawyer now becomes a chef or somebody that was a chef becomes a lawyer. You know, it, it, they just it, they did it because it was a means to an end or what they right. were led to believe they should be doing, how they were brought up, but really wasn't serving their why. So when you're able to serve your purpose, it's not about the money or can I make a living? It's about is this really fulfilling my who I am? Because you know, the, the 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 byproduct, which could be money, it could be other things that are important to you, will come as a result of following that path and serving that purpose. And this is where I think it's very important not to get really deep, 
um, you know, for companies to, you know, get deep into this with people, but on some level at a micro level to make sure are these people being placed in the right areas? Are they capitalizing on their purpose, on their strengths, rather than really emphasizing their weaknesses or training them to make their weaknesses better? This is a, a technique that works very well to, to align people in the right areas where their strengths can really add value and allow a company to prosper more. Right, right. So the next step uh, is about setting goals to live life on your terms. And just the other day, I, I uh, reposted something that someone had sent to me, I think, on Twitter um, that said, a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan, and a plan backed by action makes your dreams come true. So true. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I mean that I mean you just that quote is just spot on. I mean, and that basically provides a macro or a summary of exactly how life works. So, when you look at life and business, they go hand in hand. You know, when things are not working in your personal life, they affect your business. If things are not working in your business, they affect your personal life, that being wellness and relationships. So that's why they go hand in hand. Every person, even a, even a, even a company, they should have these goals and these values clearly defined. You know, knowing exactly specifically what who they are and what they want to do with their lives or their business. And when I say specific, I mean they have to be very clear with the words. You know, I want or I need or I I try. Those are words that will not manifest your desired outcome. It has to be will, do. These are statements that will apply massive action. So just how you implied in the quote. So and and the thing about with goals, they have to be very specific, and they can't just be the main goal itself. Or they have they have to not only do they have to be specific, but they have to be broken down into smaller attainable daily goals. Right. So that each day that you're focused in the moment on those tasks that are most important that are going to yield you know, whatever your desired outcome is that will lead up to that and and put the least important tasks towards the end, the things that don't right. really add to the bottom line. And so you want to have these written down daily and you want to be laser focused on each task until it's complete and then taking a small break in between. This is where when you have a life and business strategy in place and it's broken down into smaller attainable goals, they will roll up daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, annually to your desired outcome. So if you say in three years, you know, I want to, you know, tenfold my business and it's going to take me five years to do it, then for those five years, you're going to have a plan. You're going to follow that plan. And if you get derailed by certain life obstacles that come into play, you just get right back on where you got derailed from and start from there moving forward. You don't let it to kind of push you out. But being in the moment present through meditation and journaling helps you to keep you focused in the moments because when you drift in the past and the future, that's where stress, fear reside in the past. Anxiety resides in the future. And procrastination is a byproduct of anxiety. That's why right, being in the moment right. allows you to be really laser focused on those daily, smaller daily attainable goals. Great, great. So step six, uh, actually, I think our audience has mastered this one because um, invest in yourself is the next one. And I think people who 
take time to listen to podcasts or radio shows uh, that interest them are already taking an important step in stepping out of the busyness of business or the busyness of your life. And whether it's taking time, um, you know, to to read or take a class or, or you know, even sometimes I'll tell you one of one of my favorite things to do. I live about an, a mile and a half away from Bush Gardens, and I have an annual pass. And it, I go over there by myself, and there's this crazy ride where uh, it's a, a river ride. And they have have these water guns that you shoot people, right? And they they don't expect it, and it's it's just hysterical because you watch their their reaction, and that's my release, right? And it's investing in the fun side of me, which I don't tap into very often, right? I'm I'm I don't have a, a reputation for being terribly fun, but but that's how I invest in myself is taking a break from you know the pressure of everything that I do. What are some other examples of ways to invest in yourself that you Well, invest in, in yourself, there's many different ways. I mean, and don't be afraid to spend money whatever is required that's going to enhance your well-being, that's going to provide you the skills to enhance your strengths, to serve your purpose because it'll all come back if uh if you believe in yourself. So, investing in yourself would be again, you know, eating right, taking care of yourself, exercise from a wellness standpoint taking the time to nurture your personal and business relationships and finding what needs to be done to make improvements there, you know, sharpening the saw, so to speak, or, you know, focus on resources that will enhance your skills and your strengths, not your weaknesses. With weaknesses, you're better off leveraging that off onto somebody else that that will be their strength, that can complement you to take you to the next level. And I think the problem is too many people get caught up in comparing themselves to others and they focus on the things that they're not good at and look for ways to improve that when it should be the opposite. They should stop comparing themselves and start focusing on their strengths and making them better. Love it. Love it. So the last one in the seven-step process is to be accountable. And and I this this one I love because I learned a long time ago in my own business life particularly that that I needed to have a board of directors of my life not just of my company and of my role in my company uh and I, I've been very very blessed to have uh just incredible people including many of the people that I interview uh on this radio show who at any moment in time I can I can call them and and you know and they will spend the time and invest their time back into me um uh, one of the other things that also occurs to me, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this, is when we talked about setting goals, I'm right in the middle of of actually documenting all the goals for my company, right? And doing more, you know, picking tools that we do that in and how we communicate. And, uh, you know, those tools are, most of them are free. And, and there are so many easy ways to organize our goals. And even all those little tasks and, and initiatives uh, that need to be done, and that helps you be accountable, even if you don't have a wonderful board of directors of your life. So, what are some ideas that you bring, Chris? Well, I would say that you know accountability is is important on every phase, every step that we talked about here, and it should be something that you should incorporate into your business and personal life for the rest of your life. Uh, you never want to become complacent or become too comfortable, because you know if you become complacent, comfortable in time, you know you could start, you could resort right back to those old behaviors and disciplines that didn't serve you. 
So the key is, is you know, look for ways that you can get accountability partners. It may be for companies having the right board of directors, advisors, consultants. For people, it's you know, it could be somebody neutral, you know, because you want somebody that's not going to tell you how, when, and why to do something, but somebody, but somebody that's going to be able to listen to you and empower you, no matter if you, you know, get off the horse or not, that are going to be there to give you neutral feedback. And, and it's usually through that format that people are, are able to stay accountable and stay within the program to, to do it, to uh, lead them towards having success in whatever is important to them in their business or their personal life. Right. So, you know, that accountability is something that's got to be part of your, your every day that, with, with what you do. You know, maybe checking in with an accountability partner right. three times a week, and it doesn't have to be for a long period of time. It could be five, ten minutes. Uh, checking in and it, it it does wonders for what your 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 life and business by doing so absolutely well chris this has just been an incredible uh 30 minutes of talking about how to master that inner critic resolving the root cause to create prosperity and prosperity isn't just the money side of things. It's really, uh, as you mentioned, really your your well-being and your ability to be uh, a, a great contributor uh, to any organization. I so appreciate your time, Chris. Is there anything that you'd like to leave as, as one last thought to our, our listeners? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, you know, take, you know, take a look at yourself. Don't look to the outside to find the solution. The solutions are always within you. There are great products and services that will help aid as components to help you, but go in, go within to solve the problem, find the solution, and then live and serve your true purpose. Fabulous. Chris, can you tell folks how to follow you, how to reach you if they would like to get in touch? Yep, yeah, uh, they can uh best reach me, you know, or follow me on my uh website, ChristopherSalem.com. And, of course, I am all over social media, either on LinkedIn. There might be multiple Chris Salems, but if you go to Christopher Salem, uh, that will be my LinkedIn page. And uh, also on Facebook at Christopher Salem Professional. And then also Sustainable Success uh, Facebook page. That's the radio show. Great, great. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate your time today. And for those who are listening... Go out and change your game today by mastering your inner critic. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald.